Hey everybody, welcome to the Amazon Book Club. This week we're reading My Antifal Lover by Jessica Stranger. When I first heard this title, I thought this might be some sort of Joe Biden campaign material, but after doing some research on the dark web, it turns out it's a lighthearted romantic romp. on Book Club. My name's Austin Hanna. Hi, I'm Ganesh Sarma. Hi, I'm Shane Burklow. And this week we're reading a book called My Antifa Lover, A Riot of the Heart, Steamy Romance Against Fascism. Is that how you say it? Uh, fascism? Yes. Uh, this is written by Jessica Stranger. <laughs> Ganesh, what, uh-huh. what are you talking about? Are you talking about Antifa? 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 How do you say it? Antifa? I say it Antifa, but I say all sorts of shit weird, so. Is that how they pronounce it at the meetings? Yeah, like sweet tea. Sweet, sweet Tifa. <laughs> I don't, I it may very well be Antifa, but that makes me uncomfortable. I well, like it's anti, anti-fascist, so Antifa. 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 Fascist has like a fa. 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 Nobody ever says it like that. Antifa. I'm a, I'm the treasurer for Antifa. No, I'm not. Anyway, uh, what, what, in your wildest dreams? What in my wildest dreams? No, 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 no. Don't don't pin that on me. I'm famously nonpartisan. Austin would do IT. He wouldn't do the finances. Also, famously bad with money. I'm not t- terrible with money. I'm not great at it, like you, per se. But I'm not, you know, destitute like Shane. It's true. You're right in the middle. <laughs> I'm the mama bear of the three bears. That's why everybody calls me mama bear. All right, let's get to it. You say Antifa. I say Antifa. Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> let's read this. Do you want to read this? Oh, should I tell everybody what we do on this podcast? No. Sure. Well, <laughs> Fine this, with me. this was like a suggestion. This is like a request by like a handful of people. This book. Yeah. We had like four or five people request that we read this book. A lot of troublemakers. After the first one, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. But after the second one, I was like, oh, you're the second person to request it. And after the third person, I was like, all right, I guess you better read it. And then after the fourth, I was like, all right, I get it. We're going to fucking read it. See, he's data driven. He's, <laughs> he's got the numbers right in front of him. Uh, he needs that quantitative data. Yeah, I guess what does that say about our audience? Really hang out on the fringe of society, I suppose. Just like us. All right. Well, if you never listened to this podcast before, what we do is every week we read a free ebook from Amazon Prime and sometimes not Amazon Prime. Uh, we read the first page, the 25% mark, the 50% mark, the 75% mark, and the last page of the book, five pages of the book. And then we come to a snap decision and uh, make a judgment on the author and their life's work uh, without a second thought. And then I forget about it. 10 minutes later and they got to live with it forever yeah you call ball game you go ball game i say i call balls and strikes <laughs> that's just how i see it but to the authors they probably see it as three guys taking pot shots for no reason what have we achieved in our lives nothing less than a free ebook on amazon prime which is sad to say <laughs> speak for yourself i have a couple on there <laughs> oh, yeah 
under my your pen name my pen name mm, interesting mm-hmm. yeah i'd like to learn more about that but maybe i've known you for 15 years maybe in the next 15 i'll i'll be able to yeah look it up get into your core look it up my pen name is a uh, little donut <laughs> wow that, that's and it's not lil what do you write about no i looked it up it is erotic for sure well I dabbled. I dabbled donut. That's what it says right on the cover. Erotic cookbooks, huh? <laughs> yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> All right, Ganesh, do you want to read us a synopsis of My Antifa Lover, A Ride of the Heart, Romance Against Fascism or something? Sure. Speaking of pen names, surely Jessica Stranger is not a real name, but this is the synopsis of My Antifa Lover, A Ride of the Heart, A Steamy Romance Against Fascism. <laughs> That's not how you say that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oops. Fascism. There it is. Fascism. Yeah. Okay, so here's the synopsis. Pretty short. See if you can okay. keep up. A young congresswoman falls in love with a daring masked protester in Seattle, Washington. Oh, yeah. After encountering him at a non violent burning down of a federal <laughs> building. <laughs> All right. Hey, now. I see we got a point of view here. She can't tell what's hotter the fire or her feelings developing mm. for him. Probably the inescapable flames of capitalism, I'd imagine. Well, what do you think? I got a, I, I have a guess on which way this book's going to lean. I have no guess at all. I don't know. And I, me neither. Yeah. No clue. Maybe this is just like a, maybe a centrist wrote this book. The real lesson is everybody's bad, but me, the guy who does nothing. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, it feels a little early to just jump into the podcast. What do you, what are you guys up to? How are you doing? What's new? Doing okay, sir. Okay. I, uh, right. So formal. Been watering my plants. Um, That's good. I haven't been. It's nasty over here. Oh, I can see. What kind of plants are you working with? Oh, you name it, I got it. Um, <laughs> I've got some hanging plants. I've got a tobacco. No, well, I don't have that. No, I gave it up. I have a cool, tall, a snake plant, I think it's called, a very oh. tall snake plant. I've got a big aloe that's looking a little worse for wear because mm. I pruned it. When I shouldn't have big ugly aloe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my ugly aloe. I've got like some something that looks like grass, but it's uh, not. Is it grass? <laughs> and then I've got um, blue grass. And we've got Ooh. some. We'll taste at home. Hanging plants. A lot of those suckers. Ah, nice cilantro. No, this is like a vine, uh, uh, like a hanging oh. vine. Ooh, it's the thirstiest of all. Swinging around the apartment on it, I bet. Yeah, as I do. Yeah. Ganesh, how about you? What's going on with you? We, we me and Ganesh are both wearing man buns right now. This is a sad day for the podcast. Yeah. What's going on in my life? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm drinking a little bit more than I used to. Yeah, you couldn't tell from any of our recent episodes. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Just waiting it out like it's a storm. Ingesting anything else at higher quantities. <laughs> Hot dogs. Hot dogs. <laughs> Can I get an amen to that? Ganesh finally caved in and Amazon primed his, his uh, famous hot dog machine. Uh, just shoots boiling hot franks into his mouth. I made it from scratch, dude. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, you ordered the parts. No, I made the parts and then I made the machine. <laughs> it's a big spring. It shoots well, hot dogs at you. Ganesh, if you ever want to go on a walk or something, I'm here. That's hot dog time, my friend. No time to walk. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right. You're right. Times of the essence with these dogs. No, I'm doing great. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, um, read the book. No, Austin didn't share anything about his life. Yeah, I'm doing awful. Let's read the book. Oh, man. I just got a big sourdough bread. How big? Really big. Okay. Wow. Bob, about this big. (laughs) You can't see it with the constraints of my Zoom camera are just, it's beyond the frame. 
It's a big bread. Anyway, I cut off a piece of it and I ate it with some butter. It was good. That's how I'm living. Like I'm in prison. All my money goes to video games these days and my electric bill because I keep three ACs on at full blast all day. Well, you got to stay cool while you're uh, gaming hard. I got to stay cool while the oven's on heating up that damn bread. I see your cutting board in the sink. What are you cutting up? Everything. <laughs> That's my method of cooking. I put ingredients on the board, cut it into indiscernibly small pieces, <laughs> and then put it in a cast iron pan with butter. That works just about everything, I think. And it works. It, it works that almost food. every time. <laughs> yeah, that's the secret of cooking, I read somewhere. Um, yeah, that's it for me. Let's, try, let's read the book, all right? Let's jump in. Ganesh, let's cue uh, up that, that sweet Morris Reese music and take us to page one of My Antifa Lover, A Ride of the Heart, Steamy Romance Against Fascism. Okay, welcome back. We're ready now to uh, dive into the questionable politics of this book. My Antifa Lover, A Ride of the Heart, Steamy Romance Against Fascism by Jessica Stranger. I would like to say this is chapter one, but I have to make the distinction that this book does not just say chapter one, it says chapter number one. It's not not a great start. (laughs) Stupid. Chapter number one from Alexandra's point of view. Oh, there's multiple point of views. Can't handle this kind of stuff. We're too dumb. How could I describe the feeling that I felt right now? It was not possible. Chris was nowhere to be seen and I was lost. There was misery everywhere. I saw fire all around me. Maybe this was the end of a beautiful beginning. And it was so weird. (laughs) When you know you're about to die, you think only about the things which matter most to you. Hot dogs. Hot dog machine. (laughs) That's just what it says in Ganesha's thought bubble. Is this the end? Well, this one goes out to you, hot dog machine. See you in the next life. I never got to properly maintain my hot dog machine. Chili. Cheddar cheese. Onions. Whoa. I didn't know the hot dog machine had all this. Wait, it like has dispensers? Now that also shoots uh. you at high speed into your mouth. <laughs> it's got like 10 compartments and you can fill each compartment with whatever you want. It's a 10 foot by 10 foot metallic cube with a small hole that shoots one hot dog in your mouth followed by hot chili. As I've mentioned, it comes with a complimentary app mm-hmm. that you can choose the condiments on. So whatever you choose in the app. It goes on the dog. Okay, big question here. And this is a deal breaker for me. Sure. I don't want relish, but I want uh-huh. like a whole, like a sliced pickle on it. Can the dispensers mm-hmm. sure. do it? The dispenser can reform the pickle out of the relish. Okay, that's all. That's good. And it has a high density pressure feature that can create pickle shaped relish cubes. Like a spear? It needs to be the spear. Oh no, this is only cube shaped. <laughs> <laughs> It's some never-seen-before technology, and uh, can't wait to sell the rights. Wow. You capitalist pig. Let's get back into my Antifal lover. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to make a buck, dude. Okay, so you only think about the things which matter the most to you. And right now, being a congresswoman. That's number one. That's it. That's good. That's what I think about too. That's like the whole sentence. There's like it's start it's the a, sentence over. You you <laughs> yeah. got up and walked away for thirty seconds in the middle of it. That's the sentence. And right now, being a congresswoman. Period. And it's the first word. Yes. All right. Jessica Stranger could use an editor. Having the responsibilities of people and legislations on my head. <laughs> my family <laughs> waiting for me at home. 
Damn, this is well written for sure. Or nothing against you, Ganesh, but might we question the reader? What? That's true. It could be a performance. It could be a performance <laughs> it's issue. It's not. I swear. Read what's on the page. Work with the material you have and make it better. I've done this a hundred times <laughs> over. This is one oh two. I've done God. this a hundred and two times. You know what? And I gotta say, I'm waiting for you to elevate. Elevate the material. <laughs> Take this shit to the next level. This may not be good writing, but I believe that you could make it good acting. We've only got like a thousand of these suckers in us, so at least for the next 900. <laughs> We've got 900 to go. Oh, man. Tell. Goodness gracious. That's a whole lot of Wednesdays gone. Yeah, you could be doing anything else right now. <laughs> All the other stuff I do. You could be chopping up more stuff. <laughs> this is prime chopping time. You could be pickling I'm, stuff. Oh, well, now you're mm, talking my I language. I've pickled a couple onions. We've done that. Quick pickle or long pickle? Oh, they're onions. Oh, you mean duration of time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I know they're not pickles. Well, technically, I think anything's pickles if you pickle them. Huh. That's an American thing to just call pickles pickles, right? I don't know. Otherwise, they're called pickled cucumbers. Like an hour? An hour. That's, That's a, a quick, quick pickle, pickle dude. <laughs> it's a pickle blast, as I call it. Ain't nothing wrong with a quick pickle. Quick pickling is crucial to the function of the hot dog machine. Well, when you're in a hurry and you got an hour... Do a quick pickle. One hour to pickle. That's your new cooking show. Easiest show ever. <laughs> oh, first we stuff it into this jar, and then we leave it in the fridge for an hour. Uh, okay, keep going. My mother and my brother. Mm. But I didn't think about them right now. The only thing I thought about and the only thing that I was concerned about was him. Chris. Oh, I thought it was like capitalized him. You know what I mean? <laughs> the big man upstairs. <laughs> the man who made and ruined everything. The building was on fire right now, and I was trapped inside it with no way out. Damn. That's a bad Figuratively and literally. Not a bad spot. There is a period literally every six words. Yeah, that's how uh, the salt of the earth think and write. <laughs> Quick guttural bursts from their gut. It's punchy. It's a style choice. And I knew I would be, I will be barked to ashes Till the fire brigade arrives because the fire was spreading quickly. Oh, I just had one regret on my mind. I should have told him that I loved him. I should have let him know that I cared. Jeez. Is this like one of those books where like they start off with the last scene of the person dying and then you go relive the time up until then? <laughs> Actually, it is. Oh, for real? Damn, she yeah. burns to death in the first page. <laughs> Just you kind of right. kind of ruined it, but no, I made it better by it guessing. It was a big it. reveal, but you know, <laughs> mm -hmm. the big reveal. Yeah, this thing was really ramping up to something special. <laughs> that after doing all the work of the day, he was the last person I thought about before I went to sleep every night. But all I did was create hurdles, break promises, and tell him lies. And now. When I die, he will never know the truth. I okay, I'm not really paying attention, but I love the voice that you're doing. I'm like captured in that. You're doing a great job. It did sound like the voice of somebody dying in a fire. Yeah, it was cool. And so is that the end of the page? 
or chapter? The truth oh, that okay. he has become the most important person in my life in the past two months. I lied on the ground, breathing in the smoke from the fire, Damn. living the very last moments of my life two months, as my huh? tears slipped away like my heart. What a summer romance. Oh my God. I'm sorry, but for like a Washington or like Seattle area congresswoman, really got a great Georgia molasses accent. <laughs> I feel like I've been possessed by Jessica Lang. Ah, uh, don't you always? <laughs> Live in the very last moments of my life as my tears slipped away like my heart. I just hope he knows somehow that I cared. And I hope he knows that I believe him. And then there's a flashback to two months before that. So let's stop there. Yikes. Okay. Short and sweet. Uh, all right, Jessica Stranger. I'm picking up your putting down. I guess. I don't know. Kind of sucks, but could be good. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You don't uh, like it? I don't know. No. <laughs> you don't like it? I don't hate uh, it. It has potential to be a good, fun, fun Don't read. taunt your audience, dude. I'm taunting Austin. I'm not taunting the audience. Uh, oh, yeah. If it's just Austin, it's okay. I take no offense. Ganesh was taunting me? Uh, yeah. Where were you? I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't even have my earphones in. <laughs> I'm just free balling it. Man, what was that? Like 30 seconds? Are we ready to jump to the next page already? <laughs> Let's do it. Fuck it. We live fast and die young on this podcast. Just like the titular Antifal lover. Uh, let's jump ahead now to the 25% mark of my Antifal lover. A ride of the heart. Steamy romance against fascism. <laughs> All right, that was quick and dirty, first page. Uh, the lay of the land here is the main character is dying in a fire, perhaps dead, mm -hmm. reminiscing about the whirlwind two-month romance, yep. presumably with the titular Antifa lover. Chris. What was that? Oh, Chris. Well, no, his name, it's, the name of the book isn't My Lover Chris. He's my anti. It's my antifa lover. Chris's are synonymous with uh, anti-fascist behavior for sure. Um, okay. Well, on that note, I, mean, I guess we're. Well, that was. She's dead now. Two months earlier, we're now living the uh, time up until her tragic death at the hands of antifa. So is she an angel? Mm, no, no. This is, bef this is before that. Oh, the sequel is her being an angel <laughs> and pulling the puppet strings from heaven. Uh, orchestrating the fascist takeover of the world <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i don't get what her i don't get what her whole vibe is by antifa angel written by little donut <laughs> brought to you by kroger hey. what yeah shane shane cut a deal with them they actually sell it at the checkout aisle now yeah i've tied up some uh big sponsors next time you head over to kroger to pick up a rotisserie chicken maybe grab yourself a little paperback my antifa angel by little donut is <laughs> chapter number four ah I knew I was not back in my house. As soon as I got my senses back, I heard footsteps and hushed voices around me. I opened my eyes slowly, thankful that they weren't as heavy as before. And I smelled a pack of dogs. Mmm. Hot dogs. Uh -oh, oh, oh. Come on. What's that huge metallic cube? Is that just one hole? <laughs> Hold on. What's this button Ten do? dispensers. <laughs> Oh my god. What does that ding mean? <gasps> Get behind the furniture. These dogs are coming out fast and hard. <laughs> Knocking Open holes wide. in the wall. 
All right. A nurse was standing by my side with a doctor on my left. That's good company. Is he single? <laughs> That's like a great 90s sitcom joke. Yeah, really. It was. Doctors were always um, really like hot dudes. Oh, yeah. In every 90s sitcom, a doctor is the strongest, handsomest man alive. And he's always like looking for a girlfriend. Harry Connick Jr. Oh, yeah. Harry Connick Jr. Oh, yeah. He's the doctor mm-hmm. on TV. Yeah. I wish he was my doctor in real life. Yeah, I want him to feel my balls. <laughs> All right. Sorry. That was meant to be a joke, but honestly. <laughs> yeah. You okay. know? Is he a I've soprano? Ta- I've ta- <laughs> he will be once he's got a firm grip. <laughs> uh, I've talked about my... Have you? My Harry Connick Jr. <laughs> infatuation before on this show. Well, he's got a lovely voice. Charming. Oh, yeah. He's sexy as hell. He's the perfect no. man. <laughs> no, he's not. Oscar Isaac is the perfect man. Well, he's also he's he's pretty hot too. I won't deny it. Let's just have a podcast where we talk about all the guys we're comfortable saying are hot. That's it, actually. Just the two. And Brad Pitt. That's too easy. Easy pickings. Only old Brad Pitt, though. I'm not into young Brad Pitt. You like, yeah. You look good in um that Tarantino movie. I like him as Billy Bean in Moneyball. <laughs> I like Brad Pitt with a with a sensible Oakland A's polo and a clipboard. I like him as a stoner <laughs> in True Romance. Mm, another good Pitt, vintage Pitt. Too young for me though. I like uh, old man Pitt, Cougar Pitt. Anyway, John Cougar Pitt. Got it. All right, uh, that's rough, man. Don't worry, it's not going to make the cut. Hitting the cutting room floor. Is that like a John Mellencamp joke? No, barely. It was wordplay, which is already iffy on being a joke in the first place. And then it wasn't even really good wordplay. <laughs> and also a reference that, like, even we're too young for. John Cougar Mellencamp. <laughs> what a name, though. I'm going to start going by Austin Cougar Mellencamp. Is it melon like the fruit and then camp? You got it. All right, I'm down. Can I keep reading? Actually, I don't, I, I don't know if it's spelled like that. No, we're talking about John Cougar Mellencamp. Now you can't cut your bad joke out. It's part of the show. I'm going to start talking about John Cougar Mellencamp the rest of the show. <laughs> and people are going to be like, why is he talking about John Cougar Mellencamp? And I'll say, take it up with the editor, the diva who cut out his own flub at the cost of <laughs> good content. It's not good content. Don't worry about it. <laughs> wow. Now you're almost insulting John Cougar Mellencamp. A nurse was standing by my side with a doctor on my left. Oh, shit. I was in the hospital. <laughs> but Why? Why? Slowly, memory started to come back as a nightmare to me. The shouting, the voice of the crowd, window smashing, someone speaking into a microphone, door slamming open, and then Corner, Corner was there. Who? I'm, I'm sorry. Corner. Cor- coroner? Coroner. Coroner? Corner. Coroner. Like, I'm going to take a corner three. <laughs> Wow. Okay. What? That's a weird. Um, that's an interesting okay. way to describe the. That's uh, your first thought for corner, but okay. Corner was there. A corner three is what they call when three bodies come in at once. <laughs> a, cor- a corner's dozen. Panicked, I looked quickly down to the foot of my bed and saw him. He was standing there with an unreadable expression on his face. When he saw me looking, He smiled at me, but that smile didn't reach my eyes. That smile wasn't the smile I saw at the lake in the forest when he talked to me. Oh, boy. 
Somebody's got baggage. He was the first face I recognized, and it calmed me down a bit. Well, how could you not smile in a forest? It's fun. I, unless there's a bear. Ah, that's part of the fun. <laughs> it's a huge beaming smile on your face as you're getting flung, torn from limb from limb. Don't take it for granted. That's Mother Nature. But my anger increased when I realized that he was the one of the that he was one of the protesters who led the crowd last night. I remember I called him and I cursed him out for not giving me a chance. Can't believe he had the nerve to come up to my house afterwards. Can't believe he has the nerve to stand in front of me like this. I fucking hate this man. Ugh, this anti-fascist man. I stared daggers at him and if looks could kill, he'd be dead by now. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's good writing. That's good prose. He'd be dead by now, but I decided to stay quiet until the nurse and the doctor left. I noticed that the head of my security, Roddick, was also standing in the far right corner of the room. Nice. The bruiser. Roddick. Roddick. I bet he's got big biceps. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. What else is big on him? Pecs. Shoulder. (laughs) Just think of Harry Connick Jr. (laughs) I take off the shirt and you got Roddick. You know, he's got a he's got erotic builds, but you mm. couldn't I mean his face tells a whole different story. Yeah. It's gentle, kind. Oh yeah. You're talking Harry Don't imagine yeah. Harry Connick Jr.'s face, just body. That's just I don't think about the face usually. <clears throat> the nurse and the doctor introduce themselves as Dr. Charlie and Susan. <laughs> Fake names sounds to me. And told my name's Doctor uh, Charlie. <laughs> this is Doctor uh, Susan. We're on a first name basis. <laughs> These are all first names. <laughs> uh, actually, Charlie's my last name. My, my first name's Paul. Paul Charlie and Donna Susan. <laughs> MD. Uh, yep, that's official. And told me about the cuts on my arms and hands. They were stitched up and wrapped in bandages, so I couldn't see the wounds. You got some real bad ones right there. Don't touch them. <laughs> those, are, those are nasty cuts. No scratching <laughs> or sniffing. Mm-hmm. Let them be. Don't poke your finger in there. It'll hurt. But I felt them, and thankfully, they weren't hurting as bad as before. The doctor and nurse left after checking a few things and measuring my blood pressure. Well, I still stare daggers at corner. I stare daggers corner? at corner <laughs> as he slowly oh. came and sat beside me. It made me aggravated all the more. Hey, how Who's you- Corner? Do we know? Is this just like a friend? How you feeling? Corner Please. asked slowly. Who is it? <laughs> Who are you? Who are you, Corner? You seem quite relaxed after your plan failed in killing me, I said. Oh. My voice was extremely dry and husky. Mm, sexy. I'm sorry. It sounds like you're reading this in like slow-mo, <laughs> but it could be just like... You know, I haven't seen you in a while. I'm slower now. This is the speed of his brain these days. (laughs) (laughs) Everything I do is just a little bit slower. It's taking life one mile at a time. That's nice. You know, everyone needed to just take a deep breath and slow down. But I tried my best to let him know that I was going to fucking send him to jail soon. (gasps) What? For doing this. The most she can send people to jail. Who is this? She's a congresswoman. This is a congresswoman. Congress people can't send you to jail. Yeah, they can try. You know what Congress people do? (laughs) You go to jail. Uh, Sorry, Nancy (laughs) Pelosi. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll be on my way. The most unexpected thing happened after that. I saw him chuckle like a real genuine laugh. And I frowned in confusion. Was there something wrong with his head? It was square. <laughs> that don't look right. Uh-uh. Are you absolutely out of your mind? It's no time for laughing. You should get your things ready for jail. <laughs> That's pretty badass, actually. You should get your things ready. Is she under the impression you could, like, take your luggage with you? <laughs> hey, I pack up my laptop. My travel soaps and toothpaste. You better hope they have Wi-Fi at <laughs> County. Am I going to be able to plug into Ethernet there? Because I need high speeds. Playing a lot of League of Legends. They do usually allow you like one book. Yeah. What'd you bring? Game of Thrones. We've been through this. <laughs> you brought Game of Thrones? And then we read that same copy as a Patreon episode. We read your jail Game of Thrones. As I remember a us Patreon talking about that. Episode. We, we, we probably did. Yeah, I heard you www.patreon.com slash amzm book club wow real slick <laughs> yeah smooth got one patreon episode of and we're back to selling abc baby coffees for closers i also brought in some skittles up your butt <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry I don't, was uh, it contraband did they let you have that they saw you with the Skittles and were like, oh, just this once. This little boy brought his candy to jail. <laughs> this little man brought candy in Game of Thrones to jail. <laughs> Did you really get it? Was it? We don't have to talk about this. I know you're not 100%, you know, loving talking about jail on the podcast, but you did bring it up. How did you get what? What was the deal with the Skittles? You're allowed to bring food? Could you bring, it's like a baseball game. Can you bring a cooler with like some Subway subs or something? Listen, I was doing weekends. You When you go in, after you go in, they're like the first time they make you do the turn and cough thing, and you gotta cough. Oh, they look in your butthole, and then but after that, business as usual. They kind of just stop caring after the first time. So the second time, we're buying a book, and they didn't say anything. <laughs> you started pushing so your the third luck. time, I was just like, so the third time, I was like, I'm just gonna bring in some Skittles in my waistband and see if they say anything. In my waistband, and they didn't. <laughs> yeah, and then they gave me my shit to change, and then I just put it like. Well, not in my butt, but like <laughs> near my, in my butt. underwear. It was in my underwear. <laughs> it was around my butt. Skittles. Listen, there are butt, sk- butt I'm skittles. I'm sorry. Skittles make cut. noise. Like a bag of Skittles makes noise. Were you just, yeah, you were you just jingling yeah. down the hall like with Skittles in your drawers? <laughs> the, the jail's loud, dude. The Skittles ringing. It's not a quiet place. Ringing through the jail. You got fresh meat. <laughs> this boy's coming in packing Skittles. And he brought dessert. <laughs> Listen, I felt like I felt pretty like secure after like the second time I went in because the dude next to me on my intake, the guy that went in before me, he was just like, yo, I'm freaking out right now. I was like, why? He was just like, I did a bunch of PCP in the parking lot. I was like, all right, cool. After that, I was like, well, I should be able to bring in some Skittles. If this guy can do a bunch of PCP and then go to jail, bring in the piece. I should be able to bring in a fucking pack of Skittles he he bl- to eat while I read my Game of Thrones. <laughs> did he tell everybody that he was on PCP? It's not like he had it in his waistband. You had you, you had physical. What's the difference? I eat the Skittles in the parking lot or I bring them in. What's the difference? <laughs> you should have you should have chugged them in the parking lot, probably. Get yourself a little sugar high. I'm glad that you uh, got your Skittles in. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Good for you. Are we still reading this? You won't get away with this. I'm going to file a report against you. Oh, yeah. He's going to go to jail. I remember now. Forcefully and angrily to make my point. Alexandria, I would never do anything. Is this supposed to be AOC? Is that the implication? Oh, 
Weird. I mean, I kind of got that vibe when they were like the young leftist congresswoman, but like her name's Alexandria. <laughs> oh, they say leftist? Well, I imagine that she's meant to be sympathetic to Antifa, right? I suppose. You know, like Joe Biden, the president and CDO of Antifa? <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, I, th- I don't think this is a good faith book, but also, hey, we're having fun. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of fun. Alexandria, I would never do anything to hurt you. He quieted down and said with an impeccable voice. I almost believed him until I recalled again what he did to me last night. You protested against me last night, I told him. He smiled again. Hey, I wasn't among the protesters that attacked your house, Alexandria. I came after when you called me, he explained. Fucking liar. You couldn't make up a better lie to save your sorry ass, could you? I said with venom dripping from my voice. Oh, I I heard it. How'd you know? That was good. How how dare he hurt me first? I don't... The hissing... Snakes don't hiss because they've got, like, a backup of venom. You know what? I'm going to refrain from making comments (laughs) because I want you to stick to your instincts. (laughs) Well, that was actually the sound of a burn being caused by venom. Oh, Oh, like acid? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's pretty Does that cool. change things for you? No. no. It's like Mortal right. Kombat logic. I stared at him and he stared back at me. He was looking right into my eyes. And I've heard that when people lie, they never dare to look in the eye of the person they're lying to. Wow. Have you ever, like, met anybody? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Everybody who's ever looked me in the eye has been honest with me. Oh, boy. Why don't we stop there? Yeah. You got it, boss. That's cool. Cool with me. Um, Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm curious where this goes. Clearly, I, uh, I, I can't get a firm read on the politics. But I, I want to see where this book goes. That's I'll, I'll put it that way. On that note, let's go there. Let's go to the 50% mark of My Antifa Lover by Jessica Stranger. Uh, Ganesh, take us into my Antifa lover, if you will. 50% of my Antifa lover, chapter number six. You do this thing now where you just say the thing I said again every time. Yeah. It's a little validation method. Uh He's just saying, I love you. I'm happy to be proven right. Trying to add an air of professionalism to this little operation. Saying things twice in a row really fast is professional. Yeah, that is the mark of it. This is chapter number six. I didn't know it was possible to get attached to someone in one and a half day. (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) Yeah, That's like Lord of the Rings, the movies. This person's never watched Love Island UK. (laughs) Yeah, this person's a right melt. I gotta Mm -hmm. say. Proper melt. Yeah, I didn't know you could fancy the pants off someone after one and a half days. I knew it. They cracked on. They cracked on. They had some good banner. Good bants. But I knew now. Corner was more than a formal friend to me. He was an informal lover. Yeah, I had guy friends before. I have male friends in Congress as well. There are people I've hung out with. But I've never trusted someone or felt close to someone as much as Corner. 
I trusted him. You can always trust the corner. <laughs> Actually, you can't. Famously. <laughs> you never know what's around them. <laughs> and I felt <laughs> the distant sound of <laughs> Shane just he's gone to bed now. No, I was just um, thinking back to the days when I would drive a car and turn corners. And you're right. Who knows what's around there? I, uh, that's what I would say. Usually nothing. Yeah, usually more road. <laughs> and I felt like we have known each other our entire lives instead of just a couple days. It was a very weird feeling. Dinner's here. He got off the couch and went to open the door. Oh, Chinese food. Oh, yeah. <laughs> was that like a positive? Oh, yeah. Chinese food was here on which we both agreed on. It was my last dinner at his home. My house. Why did she just sound surprised that it was Chinese food if they agreed on it and ordered it? Who's that? Chinese food? Oh, yeah. My house was repaired and the conference meeting was tomorrow. My wounds were healing fast and I was. Things are going great. Things sound (laughs) like they are progressing well. Things are looking up. You got a good dinner. Mm -hmm. Your wounds are doing all, all right. Nothing better than a freshly scabbing wound with a mouth <laughs> full of uh, wontons. That's how you know you're on the right track. My wounds. It's Congress, baby. My <laughs> wounds were healing fast and I was ready to take on the future. He came back with the biggest and dorkiest smile on his face. Oh, I can't wait to eat. He exclaimed in a sing song voice, making me laugh. Sounds great. When I didn't. I, I'm, I'm curious about Antifa now. He sounds like a barrel of laughs. Where do I hang out with a gentleman like this? When I didn't know him, I thought he was the darkest, mysterious, intimidating, and rude person. And... Mysterious? (laughs) Listen, I'm just reading what's on the page, dude. All right. And he was all of those things, but not to the person who knew him. And ever since I came to know him, I found that he was the easiest person to talk to. He didn't make me feel weird or uncomfortable. And I was extremely grateful for it. This guy's a fucking dreamboat. I'm getting real Connick Jr. vibes. (laughs) The masculinity combined with the uh, gentle spirit. A man's grace, as you Mm. will. Hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. How's you smell, you think? Cedar. Cedar? Yeah. That's cool. Sandalwood. Yeah, sandalwood. Sweat. A day's hard work. Are you still riffing on Harry Connick Jr., or is this the book? <laughs> he sang his little heart out today. <laughs> Ooh! And then on top of that, he could, he went and read some lines. <laughs> I will production. say, you could say anything bad about Harry Connick Jr. Is he a hard worker? I don't know. When you're having fun like that, does it really work? <laughs> who's to say never worked a day in his life he's living the dream doing what he loves and everyone loves him for it you watch independence day and tell me that guy's not having fun he's as soft as melted margarine still riffing (laughs) talk about your boy oh okay i thought you were reading I was like, Jessica Strange really hit the nail on the head. All right. I'm going to jump back in here. Oh, thanks. We dug into our food as soon as we unboxed it, and it was, oh, heavenly. I realized even simple food could make you happy when you were eating with someone whose company you enjoyed. Who didn't know that? Oh, mm. 
Wow. So, Simple food is good. So good. She's been eating a uh, fucking molecular gastronomy since she was a baby. Yum. <laughs> My food is usually so confusing. I am a congresswoman after all. I'm a liberal elite. Eight spoonfuls of caviar for breakfast. Yum. I spoke with my mouth full. He laughed, looking at my face, and we joked about the animal documentaries that we were watching on the TV. It had become our habit to watch mindless animal documentaries with zero volume on and comment on things we un- we thought we understood. No volume on. Now that's when you pump up um, the melon camp and watch it sink to the animal's movements. That's right. Nothing like a little Americana to get you jazzed when you're watching Shark Week. <laughs> and I bet 50% of them were wrong. We threw away the boxes after eating and placed the dirty dishes in the dishwasher. Boring. Is that you or the book? Oh, that was me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually not boring. This is pretty good. Currently, we were watching a documentary on tigers. Yeah, it sounds cool. And Corder was arguing about the scene that was playing with zero volume. It was some type of scene in which the tiger was running and suddenly he loses his balance and breaks his legs. What? And he's like, see that? We got to do that to capitalism. (laughs) What What kind of tiger just goofs that hard? Tony. It's got to be Tony. Oh, true. He's a goofball. He's all plumped up on fucking cornflakes or whatever. I'm telling you, Alexandria, the tiger breaks his own legs while running because he cannot control how fast he runs. Just like a hemi. No, he did not break his legs because he was running too fast. He broke his legs because he tripped. I pointed at at the screen. What? On plain grass? (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, you fucking dumbass. He scoffed, rolling his eyes. It's true, it can happen. People trip on the plain ground all the time. I said with indifference to his words. I was trying to prove my point that animals can also make mistakes. No, no animals ever made a mistake. They're perfect. Yeah, because they're dead ass clumsy. As you can see, tigers are not, he said proudly. I'm sorry. Did my Antifa lover just say dead ass? <laughs> <laughs> it's 2018. My Gen Z Antifa lover. Boiling up, I grabbed the cushion and smacked it on his face. His eyes widened in surprise. How dare you? He said with a laugh and a devilish smirk on his face. Oh, well, you're re- you're lucky you're hurt right now. Or I would have. <laughs> Otherwise, I'd trap you in a burning building. <laughs> <laughs> I would have pinned you on the ground. And he stopped when he realized where he was going. His eyes suddenly turned from playful to dark, and he stared at me with impeccable eyes. Mm. Whoa. Nice set of eyes couple of conics. I urged him to complete his <laughs> sentence. I'd let you go, he murmured. We were sitting very close on the couch, and if I concentrated real hard, I could see his pupils dilate. That's some great revenge plan you got there, I mocked. He smiled and turned his head away, and the documentary was long gone from our thoughts. Damn, you're about to get busy to some scenes of sharks just tearing up seals. Tigers. Tigers tearing up seals. That's climate change for you. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. What else are they gonna eat? Oh no, let's stop there. Okay, great. All right. Well, that was a 
dinner. If I've ever seen one. What a sexual tension you could cut with a knife. Why do they name this guy Corner? I don't know. That t- like I keep thinking it's Connor, but it's not. It's well, Corner. To your credit, you've been saying Corner the entire time. <laughs> so your thoughts, thankfully, have not intruded on your speech in this episode. And keep those locked up top. All right, is that that was fifty? We going down to seventy five percent? Everybody, buckle up, put on your uh, helmet, and join us as we zoom to the seventy five percent mark of my Antifa lover. Mia, here we go again. This is the 75% mark of my Antifa lover. A riot of the heart. Steamy romance against fascism. Wait, is riot? Riot. I thought you've been saying riot of the heart no, the whole time. No, no, uh, I get it. Now. Riot. Think about all that stuff that you do in your spare time. I thought it was riot, like, shut up and ride. No. Shut up and riot. Doesn't have a ring to it. Anyway, Ganesh, wake up. It's time to read the 75% mark. Here he goes. Chapter number nine. I woke up to the smell of smoke. Oh, shit. Thick, black, (laughs) heavy smoke. That made it difficult for me to breathe. I got up with a heavy head and tried to keep my head low. Sounds like we're approaching the death scene rapidly. The side of my head was stinging so bad and I cried out as I touched it. Ouch. This person is just wounded. Not having a great time. Not sure I want a congressperson who's just constantly wounded and hurt. I'm going to think about this when I go to the ballot box next year. They call him the bruised peach because he's from Georgia. He falls down a lot. (laughs) I want a congressman that always has a black eye. He fights for me. Black smoke was everywhere. Panicking, I ran to the door of the room and I tried to open it. It was locked. But the doorknob's hot. Is the doorknob hot? That's rule number one, baby. There's a fire behind that door. I was a deputy fire marshal at my old job. You? Or the the character in the book? Me! Were you like, I don't, when you work in a New York City, like, skyscraper, Uh every floor has to have, like, a fire marshal, right? Were you that kind of fire marshal? Yeah, all right. So you got two. You got one, and then you have an assistant. I was, like, the assistant. Nice. I got, I was that. I got a little, like, mesh jersey. Whoa. It was, like, neon yellow. Whoa, you got a jersey? Yeah, I lost <laughs> some fire marshal. When they came to do the check, the guy was like, who's the fire marshal? And I was like, I was like me, but I lost the jersey. And he was like, all right, we need a new fire marshal. <laughs> oh, wow. You failed the only test. And I was like, ah, this is so much pressure off my back. They would always ask. They would be like, does anybody want be- who wants to be the new fire marshal? Because like our one of our fire, mar- fire marshals left and I would never volunteer because I know if shit was going down, I would be gone 10 minutes before anybody else. I'd be like, no, I'm out of here. I'm not trying to help anybody. It's every man for himself. I would grab some, uh, you know, condiments and stuff out of the fridge. <laughs> maybe some, some other lunches. Maybe some half and halves and stuff like that. Yeah, a couple bagged lunches. They you know hit the supply closet, cleared out of you know stationery and pens. You're gonna get someone's like fish lunch if you do that. That's just karma. I'm not piggy. I'll take a fish lunch and then hey, when I'm kicking open that exit door. I'll give everybody a courtesy fire on my way out. And then <laughs> they can, uh, if I saw flames, I wouldn't tell anybody. I'd just gather all my shit and just be like, see you later. So we had this fire drill guy. He'd come by twice a year. 
Uh-huh. He would every time, regardless of time of year, all he would do is he would come and he would just talk about nine eleven, and yeah, and that's all he would. Do. He would be like, "Oh well, change the record, buddy." You know, it's We've like it I get okay, yeah, I get. It. We're in New York, you know, but like every time, if, if somebody nine elevens my small office building in the middle of <laughs> a nondescript side street, if someone hits the eighth floor of a building by Herald Square. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna hop out the window, man. I'll jump, I'll be okay. dude. I thought of listen. I've looked out those windows a lot. And I've thought about jumping and just being like, "How far? Like, would I die or would I just break my legs?" And I'm, I think I reached the conclusion I'll just break my legs. Eight floors, I think you. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's man. pretty. High up. Yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Only one way to find out. I got a lot of fat on my body. I think I would. It would kind of <laughs> just bounce back up. Uh, <laughs> my guy was our fire guy. Was never he never mentioned nine eleven. Thankfully, but um, he did always end it. By saying go Mets. Oh, I love that. Those guys are say, no. Leave your leave your propaganda at the door. That's what I have to say about that. This is a Yankees office. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm not a Yankees guy, but I know my place. It's a Yankees office. You keep your Mets <laughs> bullshit to yourself. Stay in Queens with that garbage. Anyway, have we started this chapter? Yeah, uh, scrambling and the smoke. Oh, she's dying in a fire. Right. Let's hear more. Those men trapped me in here. The building was on fire. Oh, love it. So, so this is, I'm just going to say it right now. One of the best books in terms of knowing exactly what's going on when we get to the new page. No subtext here. It's all spelled out very literally. There's a fire and I'm dying. That's true. That's rare for us. This is the kind of book I want more. of. I kicked and screamed at the door with no wail. The screaming's not going to do anything. Fire doesn't listen. I, sc- <laughs> I swear this person meant to no avail, but instead wrote with no wail, like W-A-I-L. Yeah, well, you know, Jessica Stranger, not, not, a, not a writer by trade, but by choice. Passion. <laughs> Tears sprung in my eyes and, I s- and smoke made it difficult to even breathe. I inhaled smoke with every breath and my mind was turning hazy. Can you relate? Is that in the book? Yeah. Eyes great. Editorialization is. If you can relate, turn to page 91. <laughs> At the very end, it just becomes choose your own adventure. I would love a book that's a normal book until like the last 10 pages. <laughs> Then you just choose what happens right at the end. I screamed for help, but there was no use. The door was getting hotter to touch by every passing minute. He's just screaming, cool down. <laughs> I collapsed <laughs> by the wall and tried to cover my mouth and nose of my arms. I would die from lack of oxygen before the fire burns down the door. Damn. She's thinking pretty clearly for somebody dying in a fire. I patiently waited for my death. <laughs> Wow, insensitive sneeze. Huh? <laughs> to sneeze during a death scene. Wow. Well. What? He's I, allergic to bullshit, you might say. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Shane's just said nothing but well in different tones. No, it's, he's hurt. Good lord. <laughs> you still recovering from the sneeze? Yeah. Did your ears pop on that one? Something popped. I was playing basketball a couple weeks ago. Oh, were you really? Yeah. And I came down from a jump and I felt like all the bones in my back just pop all at once. And I was just like, God. And then I couldn't feel my, I couldn't feel my legs. I'm getting old. Where'd you play basketball at? <laughs> Shane's in the middle of telling us he just paralyzed himself. And then he's just like, where's the court? Where can, where, where can I go to do this to myself? <laughs> where did you play basketball though? In Virginia. Until oh. a park. Oh. I was going to say, no wonder you're not out here challenging dudes on the fucking Brooklyn basketball courts. Well, I shouldn't be my back. Yeah, no, you're right. It was sad. Sad showing. Were you playing alone? 
No, it was one on one. Who versus who? Versus a. Are we allowed to know? A very talented 14 year old, 15 year old. Oh, man. It's a story. Smoked of, me. It's a story of my life in video games and physical prowess. Some 15 year old could just kick my ass. Got me on a pump fake. My legs just went out from under me. Damn, you got just bad. Juked out of your knees. Hard to watch. That's not going to make the sports center top 10. God bless you. I'll go play basketball somewhere far away from people who are competitively good at it. I know a place. Oh, yeah. That's like the one thing about living in somewhere like Virginia versus New York is I feel like if you go to a basketball court in New York, there's like pressure that somebody may come up and be like, let's play. Not just that. All the courts are like already like taken. They're taken by guys who are very serious looking about basketball. <laughs> that if I walked up and was like, hey, fellas, can I ball? I'd uh, well, I'd shit my pants. I played in Richmond a couple of times and guys would just come up and like say, do you want to play a game? And it was fun. It's fun if you're like in shape and okay to do that i'm not like i was back then i have to say no thank you i'm working on my fundamentals i'm getting my reps in right now i'm a little rusty that's why i say i'm a little rusty working on my jumper you're a lot of rusty if you just broke your back i'm yeah it's bad it's all gone can you feel your legs now yeah they're doing great okay nice that's what i like to hear about your legs you should start doing yoga dude yeah, Ganesh, you're doing yoga these days, huh? I'm trying to get a little bit more flexible, you know? Oh, uh, yeah. You never know what's going to happen, so you just want to be uh, flexible. That's true. You're right. Flexibility may be a matter of life or death. If something bad happens, I can bend into a pretzel and then just kind of roll away. <laughs> yeah, like if your building was on fire, you could uh, you could worm your way under the door. <laughs> Not even touch the handle. That's right. You, you know smoke rises, so you're going to want to do the worm all the way down the stairs and out the front door. So I think that's good that you're working on that. I'm proud of you. You'll have something to bring back to the fire marshal too. And be like, hey. <laughs> hey, fire marshal. I just, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this, but I've been kicking around some ideas at home. I was thinking, what if <laughs> I started mixing um, yoga with fire marshal practices? I'm yeah. really blending cultures here. Yeah. Hey, fire marshal. I was, yeah, I was just, I was working on something cool at home. I thought you might want to share it with the uh, other floors. But uh, I, when I when there's heavy smoke in my apartment, I just do the worm <laughs> right out the front door. <laughs> and if that doesn't work, buddy, well, count me in as a pretzel because I'm rolling. <laughs> yeah, I broke, I broke out the emergency pretzel when the worm wasn't doing enough for me. Pretzels do famously roll downhill. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've no, I had no, I've no, I know you've chased a couple uh, wonton pretzels <laughs> down a hill before. <laughs> Come back here. <laughs> hey, I wasn't done with you. <laughs> leaving a trail of You're... leaving a trail of mustard in its wake. <laughs> hey, somebody stop that pretzel. <laughs> That's my lunch. <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> Guinea's arms flailing in big circles. <laughs> all right. Oh, that was a fun image. Let's read this book. Fire was slowly spreading all around. And every passing minute. Oh, Lord. Bleak. Fire was slowly spreading all around. Have you tried doing the worm, man? <laughs> and every passing minute made me think of one particular person. There was no use in trying to ignore it anymore. I was going to die anyway. I loved Chris. What happened to Corner? I don't know. He set the fire. I loved him, but my ending was already written in front of me. How could I describe the feeling that I felt right now? Who's the anti lover, Chris or Corner? Maybe Chris is Corner. That would be a twist. It was not possible. Chris was nowhere to be seen and I was lost. There was misery everywhere. I saw fire all around me. Maybe this was the end of a beautiful beginning. 
I remember this. Yeah, we've read this already. This is a great sequence of pages to read. Couldn't have scripted it any better. And it was so weird. Yeah, I remember that. When you know you are about to die. Oh yeah, I remember this terrible line from earlier. You think only about the things which matter most to you. And right now, being a congresswoman. That it makes no more sense the second time around. It's not a, a full sentence. Listen, who's to question the dying thoughts of somebody asphyxiated on heavy black smoke? This is probably how your thoughts would be, too. Probably less. You'd probably just be like, fuck! Pretzel! <laughs> Pretzel! Worm! Having the responsibilities <laughs> of people and legislations on my head. My family waiting for me at home. My mother and my brother. But I didn't think about them right now. The only thing I thought about and the only thing that I was concerned about was him. Chris. The man who made and ruined everything. The building was on fire right now, and I was trapped inside it with no way out. And I knew I would be burnt to ashes till the fire brigade arrived because the fire was spreading quickly. I just had one regret on my mind. I should have told him that I loved him. I should have let him know that I cared. <laughs> you idiot. You dying idiot. That after doing all the work of the day, he was the last person I thought about before I went to sleep every night. Like Santa. Aw. Is that just me? You think about him every night, not just Christmas night, Christmas Eve night? You gotta say your prayers or you won't get the uh, best toys. You pray to Santa for good presents every night? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. Actually, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I read the Bible, and that is at the end of it. <laughs> now, listen here, kids. Gather around. Forget all that other shit you just read. You gotta pray to Santa every night for the <laughs> next uh, game console. And he'll give you stuff. Game console, maybe? Maybe not. Maybe the old version. But all I did was create <laughs> hurdles, break promises, and tell him lies. And now, when I die, he will never know the truth. The truth that has become the most... Important person in my life in the past two months. I lied on the ground, breathing in the smoke from the fire. Good Lord, die already or don't. Living. <laughs> Shit or get off the pot, lady. Living the very last moments of my life as my tears slipped away like my heart. It would suck if you were dying in the last 10 minutes was just like you thinking that stuff. Well, I'm dying now. Well, this is it. I've accepted my death and I await it. Uh, any minute now. Uh, here I go. I'll be dying shortly. <laughs> Very soon. Uh, soon I will be no more. Uh, uh, in my last moments, I am forced to think about the inevitability of my upcoming death that will be happening in, in any three, moment. Two. <laughs> It'll be right about... Uh, soon, any, any second now, I'll be dead. <laughs> I just hope he knows somehow that I cared. And I <laughs> hope he knows that I believe him. Ah, anyway, one of these breaths will be my last breath and I will cease to live sometime soon. Well, then it flashes forward to the present and changes uh, point of view. Jesus. So why don't we stop there? Didn't we already do this? How many pages are left? One. The last one. <laughs> so how long is this book? It feels like we're not really missing anything. It's four pages. <laughs> <laughs> like, should we just, like, I guess we should skip ahead. It feels like we're close to the end, though. Also, it feels like 
the beginning. You sure the 20, last 25% isn't just excessive credits to all of Jessica Stranger's family and friends? I've already checked, and it's not. Oh, he did his homework. All right. Well, let's just jump ahead. Let's do it. Let's go. 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 Ganesh, go. Go. Skip. Now. Jump. Jump. Let's go. The only thing steamy is the apartment. Am I right? On account of the smoke and the fire? Oh, yeah. Jeez, Louise. This lady is burnt to a crisp by now, I presume. The last chapter is still just her like, ah, my final moments. (laughs) The most profound moment of my life at the very end. Chris? Is that her? Chris? (gasps) She's still alive? I tilted my head and I asked him with my eyes... As to what he was doing. Who's, you said this is from a new point of view. Who is it? Does it tell you? I think it's hers. Oh, great. It's life. Trust me. He spoke and I could see the nervous glint in his eyes. I sighed and closed my eyes. This better not be a scare prank. <laughs> I was already very scared of horror movies. Pretty rude to do to somebody who's been in a horrible house fire. <laughs> What they need is a little more fear in their life. Let me give them a jolt. A jump scare. I had a few ruffles of grass, like he was moving around, and then silence prevailed until he spoke again. You can open them now, he said with a trembling voice, and I opened them. He was bowed down on one knee with a black box in his hand. My heart jumped, and I felt lightheaded. (laughs) This black box is from TWA Flight 800. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I found it and we finally have the recordings <laughs> oh it's a different kind of black box honey you're not gonna believe what's on here <laughs> uh, this tape is grisly you're not gonna want to hear this honey was this truly happening there was a glistening ring inside the open box but I had little interest in what it looked like. I couldn't keep my eyes off of the man who was bowed down on his knee right now. Aw, honey, we're radical leftists. We don't believe in the, the institution of marriage. Myth Alexandria Preston, it has been an honor being your company. The joy that I get when I'm with you, the smiles that we share together. I want it all to last forever. I can't guarantee if everything is gonna always be all right, but I can guarantee that I will be standing with you through every obstacle we face. What a voice. <laughs> we have not heard from him before? No, that's the same kind of like doofus voice. Mm. Sounds like Daffy Duck in this <laughs> final scene. <laughs> he gets a little Daffy when he's in love, you know? His tears were visible in his eyes, and mine were already falling down my cheek. Those are big tears, man. Meth Alexandria Preston, will you? My big 
beautiful Antifa tears. Well, you <laughs> marry. Yes. I didn't let him finish the sentence. There was no need for it. He smiled through his tears and the box fell from his hand as I tackled him, wrapping my arms around his shoulders and sobbing uncontrollably. I was happy beyond words. And great. And very good. Yeah. And there was no one else but him that could do that to me. I didn't need anything. I just needed him. He kissed my forehead and sniffed as his own tears silently fell from his eyes. Oh, I love you, Alexandria. He stated like it was the only truth he knew in this world. I wiped his happy tears off with my hands. I love you, Chris. Poor corner. I stated because it was the only truth I knew in this world. Well, there's a shocking lack of political commentary in this book. <laughs> I don't know anybody's <laughs> political positions for a book called My Antifa Lover. It's been a little light on details. Should I put the ring on your finger now? Good I Lord. People. I, I feel like it's really strung out. I feel like this author wrote this book and then was like, what word is in the zeitgeist? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, Antifa. <laughs> There's where's the anti where's the anti-fascism? And I nodded. He picked the box up and put the ring on my finger. It was beautiful. I didn't know a whole lot about jewelry, but I knew it was one of a kind. Uh. Did he go to Jared? A small heart-shaped crystal with blue and a red hue inside it? Yeah, he went to Jared with a baseball bat. (laughs) 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 Took out the fucking front window and reappropriated some of these diamonds. Oh, man, the hues were intertwined together, creating a beautiful sight. You're perfect, I said. I just feel the need to point out that they used the wrong form of your. Yeah. Oh, well, it's pretty cute. It's it's endearing. His smile widened (laughs) and his arms wrapped around me, engulfing me one more time. Now, now that that, now that that's settled, should we go home and watch some animal documentaries, Mythic Wilbur? He said with a happy smile. I chuckled. Yes, Mr. Wilbur. Damn, he's ta- she's taking his last name. Some yeah. Antifa lover. And it was a beautiful beginning of a whole journey together. And I didn't know what the path was going to be like. But I was sure we were going to make it work. Ganesh just powering through that hard-hitting social commentary. I didn't have to worry anymore because I knew he had my heart and I had his. And that was all that there was to fucking know, dude. Yada, yada, yada. TLDR. Is this a the end situation finally? <laughs> That's what I think like 25% into every book I'm reading. Is there a the end coming around the corner anytime soon? <laughs> you know, I just, for the first shits and giggles, I just decided to just search for the word riot in the book. Is, yeah. And the only place it appears is on the title where it says a riot <laughs> of the heart. So. Uh, what if... What if you type in the word fascism? I mean, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole of searching for every word, but like, where was the political, where was the commentary? What's the anti, what's the anti? This sounds just like one of those like dopey Southern romances that we always read. Fascism 
not mentioned once. The word fascism isn't in the book. Are you sure we're reading my Antifa lover? I'm positive. Did you get a book in the side the wrong book cover, like Ooh La La in the Gray Sports <laughs> Almanac in Back to the Future? I'm just going to type in fire. Okay, there's fire a couple times. Of course we saw the fire. Yeah, we, we don't we need know, that. We know that, Ganesh. There was a fire noticeably present in many parts of the book. Is Antifa in the book? Yeah, is Antifa in the book? Surely this book must make mention of Antifa or fascism in some way, right? Fascism, no. Not even the, the word is not mentioned once. It's in the title. <laughs> okay. Antifa looking like it appears only on the first page. Holy shit. Is this a legit book? I think somebody literally wrote a non-related romance novel and then yeah. put my Antifa lover on the cover to drum up interest, and we fell for it hook, line, and sinker. I'll show you an Antifa lover. Huh? Not this garbage. Harry Connick Harry Jr. Connick Jr. Page. <laughs> <laughs> but is he Antifa? He happily portrayed a military grunt in Independence Day. One of the downsides of Harry's career. I think the rest of his career shows that he is not pro-fascist. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think he's a good guy. And also, Independence Day rules. Okay, I got no bones about it. Well, he's, he's fighting to save the world. Was that? Yeah, he loses bad. He doesn't even see, like, the third quarter of the movie. Spoiler alert. Anyhow, Ganesh, was that the end of the book? Were there more words? Oh, that's the end, dude. We just kind of were in disbelief that apparently there is almost zero political content in this book. I was hoping for them to, like, rip on me and my beliefs. I wanted to, I wanted a good ribbing from a low-rent conservative author, and instead I got your standard junk. romance junk from a low-rent regular, probably conservative author. Isn't that extremely appropriate for like the misunderstanding of what Antifa is, is to just like not know enough to even put anything in it. Not, to not even venture a guess as to what it means. Well, I know yes. they're like burning buildings down. <laughs> right. That's one thing I famously hear about Antifa is that they like to burn down my Wendy's. I think this is a shining example of just boring, dumb conservative baloney bullshit i think this book is fascism and i want to cancel it can we make a big cancel sound let's start canceling people let's really get into cancel culture <laughs> the weekly cancel this week we're canceling right. uh, jessica stranger for writing a bad book with a capital b two capital d's bad and book if you're hearing this what you're hearing is that i've created a canceled noise you're gonna make it or else you're canceled, buddy, and you don't want that. We're gonna have to find a new host. We disavow everything Kenny Summers ever said. And new noises. God almighty. He's got the rights. For the love of God, try cancel host. <laughs> he gets he gets a little too handsy on that hose. I know we don't we don't do this, but I would like to say that Jessica Stranger has written a couple of other books. Okay. One is called Not My President, but My Lover. Who, hold on. Oh my. Colon, who could possibly resist a sordid love affair with President Donald Trump? Oh dear God. And by that too. She's written another book called My Unexpected Daddy. More than chance would bring this naughty girl to her perfect daddy. 
You guys ever just think that this whole country is doomed? <laughs> well, it, yeah, like Dude, literally every, every second of every day of my life. <laughs> I just feel like this like is it. Honestly, this book just gave me more hope for this country. This is better than what I'm seeing on the news. <laughs> That's for sure. That's it. That's the end of the book. You want to cast this as a movie? No, I, I honestly don't. I don't. No? Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Why do we even... Why do we cast off? Who do I... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. You know what I'd rather see? A new, you know, to get the world back in order, a live show of Harry Connick Jr. singing the hits. Oh, yeah. At at, uh, at like a huge stadium. Yeah, that'd be great. Or at Red Rocks with John Tesh. Well, we we did it. We figured out what this should yeah. be. Yeah, that was a better use of our time than casting this. Um, is that the end of the podcast? I think that's it. The casting does give us a nice thing to like ease out on, but I'm also not interested in it. Yeah, don't care. I will not be rewarding Jessica Stranger with a movie. No, no. It's my opinion. She's canceled. Remember, this stays down. She's canceled. canceled. You hear that sound? And Jessica Stranger, if you want to be uncanceled, give us a call. 567-309-0357. Yeah, if you want to come on here, if you want to come on here and dispute your cancellation and tell us what you find sexually appealing about Donald Trump. There's a little bit of paperwork you got to fill out first. Well, okay, that's the end of the episode. Thank you to Chris Lindquist for our artwork, to Morris Reese for our music. Uh, you can find us at bookclubpodcast.com, AMZ on Book Club on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can subscribe to our Patreon. We're posting new Patreon episodes. Last week we did uh, Dunstan Checks In. So if that doesn't get you to crack open the wallet, patreon.com slash AMZ and Book Club. What else? You give us a freaking phone call on the telephone. What's that number, Ganesh? I think it's 567-3090-0357. You just said it like two minutes ago. I don't even know why I asked again. Uh, give that number a call and see what the fuck happens. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's not. Who knows? Leave a message. Maybe it's a Panda Express. <laughs> maybe it'll be somebody better. Yeah, maybe the original call was for Panda Express, right? Um, okay, that's it. That's the end um so let's do you still have that panda express phone call play it right now as we take it out all right everybody have a good have a good weekend Ron week. who knows when you're listening <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see you later stage message oh yes my name is ronald wood and i'm calling on behalf of your panda express at uh walmart way park uh I'm going to call the Better Business Bureau if I don't get a recall. A call back ASAP at 804. Your crew here has ignored me. Wouldn't answer anything when I've asked four and five times. You've got people who can stand here for 15, 20 minutes waiting for their food. I couldn't even eat because I have to get, I have to throw my girlfriend back off for lunch. Luckily, she's able to eat hers, but I'm going hungry because of all of this. Give me a call before I contact the Better Business Bureau about this. I should not be laughed at by your crew. crew, 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 crew.